You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. Welcome back to the show, my friend. Hit that subscribe button and leave that good old five-star review if you haven't yet. And before we get into today's show, I just wanted to tell you today, thank you for showing up and listening. Thank you for choosing this podcast to listen to. It does not go unnoticed from us. Every download, every listen, every share on social media means the absolute world to Linz and I. You make it possible for us to show up and have these incredible conversations with industry leaders. And I hope you know just how thankful we are for you listening. Now, today's episode is meaty. You're probably going to want to repeat this episode twice or more because our guest today drops so much fire, it is not even funny. Today, we had Kelly Roach on the show for the second time. We first welcomed Kelly onto the Heart and Hustle podcast on episode 121, and today she is back for even more marketing wisdom and goodness. Now, if you don't know her already, Kelly Roach is a brilliant business strategist that transforms overworked entrepreneurs into seven-figure CEOs by teaching them how to leverage timeless business principles employed by billion-dollar corporations with the speed and agility of the most powerful online marketing strategies of today. Kelly is not only a best-selling author, but is also an ongoing expert on ABC, NBC, Fox, and The CW. She's been featured in some of the world's leading publications, including Inc. and Forbes, and is the host of the top 10 marketing podcast, The Kelly Roach Show. Today, we talk with Kelly all about conviction marketing and how to stay aligned in your business and your marketing voice. So what does that mean? Well, raise your hand if you've been feeling beyond fed up and overwhelmed with social media and all of the trends in marketing in general that are changing seemingly overnight. Hand raised? Great. You're in good company and you are listening to the right episode. Kelly breaks down why that feeling is beyond valid and what to do about it. She gives amazing tips and strategies on how to create content and master a marketing strategy that is based on your values and convictions that will lead to even more sales and success without the overwhelm or burnout. And also without dancing like a monkey on reels, if that's not your cup of tea. (laughs) She explains the difference between vanity metrics and conversion metrics, how to serve your audience authentically, and as a result, be more successful in your marketing. This episode is a freaking power punch of goodness, and it lit Lindsay and I on fire, so we know you're going to love it too. If you are ready to have your marketing plan completely revolutionized and feel excitement and peace about it again, then grab a pen and paper and get ready to dive in. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Kelly, welcome back to the show. We are so excited to have you on the Heart and Hustle podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be back. Yes. Okay. Well, for anybody that doesn't know, Kelly was on the show on episode 121, where we chatted about all things marketing online. And today you're back because you just published your new book, Conviction Marketing, which is a guide to helping entrepreneurs build a conviction-based brand. And I'm just so excited to chat. But for any of our listeners who haven't listened to the previous episode and maybe haven't heard heard of you or just want more information, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? 
Absolutely. Yeah. So I run an eight-figure coaching and consulting organization that specifically helps entrepreneurs to build, grow, and scale online businesses. And we really specifically love to help entrepreneurs scale up through the team building infrastructure uh, and expansion process into the multiple millions and have been doing this since 2012. I started off in Fortune 500. So learned in the school of hard knocks uh, <laughs> up through up through Fortune 500 and then carried that over into the world of entrepreneurs entrepreneurship. And, you know, my passion is just helping people to live their highest potential, to achieve wealth in all areas of life, and to live in alignment with their highest calling. Mm, That's so good. Okay. I'm really excited to dive into all things, you know, conviction marketing and all of it. Can you share a little bit before we even get into specific questions on like conviction marketing and whatnot? Do you want to share just like your inspiration behind the book and like the driving force or maybe the thing that made you realize that you needed to write this book? Absolutely. I think that helping hundreds of business owners build their companies, you see the places where entrepreneurs get really stuck, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that Online marketing can be really simple and really effective. And I think the vast majority of individuals that are looking to build businesses now know and understand that they need to have an effective content marketing strategy in order to build an online brand. But I saw this really bad trend growing where not only were entrepreneurs getting super overwhelmed and stuck in the content creation process... But they were getting on what I like to call the never-ending hamster wheel from hell. (laughs) (laughs) Content marketing. And what I mean by that is, you know, people that teach social media marketing, of course, are obsessed with the latest, greatest trend, fad, you know, uh, the the tactic of the day, right? Mm -hmm. And for your everyday entrepreneur, just learning the tactic of the day is like all-consuming. Right. So I see people following these, these trends and fads or trying to, I guess you could say, and just getting so frustrated and overwhelmed and completely stuck in their business because by the time they learn something, you know, it's already moved on to the next something and it's just this never ending cycle. But I think more importantly, especially because the the audience that I serve, you know, are people that really do want to change the world. They're people that want to make a positive impact and be of service to others. And I think that many, many entrepreneurs were beginning to feel like there wasn't a place for them because Mm -hmm. they didn't want to jump around and point and dance and they didn't want to lip sync and they didn't want to, you know, have to make these like funny, stupid you know, videos, they actually wanted to teach. They wanted to serve. They wanted to share their knowledge and expertise. They wanted to help people. They felt like they were called to like bring real value to the world. And I saw so many entrepreneurs getting discouraged and feeling really out of place, feeling really out of alignment, feeling like they couldn't express themselves in a meaningful way that actually aligned with their values because everyone was kind of telling them online that it 
needed to look like this or it needed to, to copy that. And, you know, being that I'm someone that, you know, I run multiple companies, um, you know, I've, I've built multiple, you know, very, very successful businesses and helped many, many others do the same. And I teach content marketing and I built my business based on online content. You know, I know for a fact that you don't need to participate in anything that is not in alignment with your values or does not mirror the sophistication or the elegance or the simplicity that you want to convey in sharing your talent with the world. And I felt like there was no one standing up and kind of waving the flag and saying, you know what, there is a different way. There is a better way. You don't need to do that. It's not that or nothing. And so I decided to write a book, design a methodology around it, and and then build a system to teach entrepreneurs how to create content that converts like crazy without compromising their values or their sanity in the process. Mm, Okay. I am so... Our listeners need this so badly. I need this Mm -hmm. so badly. I, I think what you're saying is so relevant just in our virtual online internet world because we're so inundated with everything, right? All day, every day. And especially yeah. as, you know, business owners growing businesses, we we see just like you said, like all these new things. The thing that's popping up for me immediately is like reels. I know that like the dancing and pointing, like especially as Instagram, which is like, you know, a huge platform that we all use is changing a lot right now. And I think it, people are, are feeling that pressure to, I mean, in more ways than just reels, but specifically, I see it very prevalent in that area, just feeling that pressure to be something they're not because it's like, oh, well, Instagram is forcing it this way. And so now I have to dance like a monkey or I have to, you know, <laughs> do something that's not authentic to me. And so I, I love everything that you, I'm just so excited to get into it. Uh, I mean, do you think, do you, are, are you feeling the same, especially with like Instagram and just reels and just like people doing what they're not like built to do or like feeling like they have to do something else? A hundred percent. And, but what's so interesting is everyone's confused, right? So like, like, you can look at Instagram and there are a lot of influencers on Instagram that make almost no money mm-hmm. from Instagram that run very small or insignificant businesses. And their focus is creating entertaining content. And they they love the the you know endorphin hit of you know the high engagement and you know all of that and there's nothing wrong with that if that's what your purpose is and that's what you enjoy that's wonderful but what is happening is that business owners have gotten confused between vanity metrics of engagement versus impact of conversions mm. from content mm-hmm. now there are many people that run wildly successful businesses. I'm talking million and multi-million dollar businesses that have less than a thousand followers on social media. Yeah. Okay. There are people that have millions of followers on social media that get hundreds, if not thousands of likes and comments from their content that have almost nothing to show for it. Mm -hmm. So as business owners, we're at this critical juncture where we have to decide what is our purpose what is our purpose, right? Is your purpose that you want to get an endorphin hit of a like or a comment or, you know, a clap? Or is your purpose that you want to make a meaningful impact that translates into 
a conversion in your business in some way, shape, or form. They join your email list. They begin listening to your podcast. They sign up for your program. They schedule a consultation with someone on your team, you know, whatever the case. So I think it's really important to come back to purpose and to remember what actually matters to you. Like what is your value set and why are you doing what you're doing? And and to further that point, something that's really important for people to understand is, you know, one of the most frequently asked questions that I get from people is how do I up-level my audience? I want to sell to a more premium clientele. I want to, I want to attract better clients, right? I want to up-level my audience. So in the same breath where people are saying, I want to up-level my audience, I want to high, I want to sell to higher ticket people, they're pointing and dancing on Instagram. <laughs> well, I don't know about you guys, but I personally don't know any ultra wealthy people that are spending their time scrolling through watching funny videos on Instagram. Mm. Those people are managing portfolios. They're networking with, you know, other successful individuals. They're spending quality time with their families. They're running their businesses, um, you know, and, and there's actual, you know, data to support the way that leisure time is spent between, you know, the 99% and the 1%. I just did a whole workshop on this. And so, the, the really interesting thing is, is when you are creating that type of content, do not be disappointed when you attract low ticket buyers and or people that are beneath the income bracket of where you want to attract because you're creating content for those people. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, that's good. Okay. Oh, Kelly, I'm <laughs> I feel like I'm like, where did my brain is spinning? I have so many questions <laughs> going through it right now. Can you then begin to share. Well, actually, let me ask a quick question before I go into conviction marketing. What would you say to somebody who's listening to this who's like, wow, okay, things are clicking, things are making sense, but I'm actually not trying to reach a high level, you know, somebody who's who's managing portfolios or, you know, in the million dollar business. Like I am trying to reach the people who are in a lower income bracket or, you know, whatnot. Those maybe two different people, the people who would be sitting there scrolling on Instagram, what would you say to those people, either those who maybe feel aligned with like reels and creating that type of content and enjoy following the trends or to the person who's sitting there who's like, okay, but I'm trying to reach those people who are scrolling reels, but I'm still not feeling aligned with reels and the trends of dancing or, or whatnot. Does that make sense? hundred percent. Okay. <laughs> so here's the thing, right? So everything is energy right? So everything is energy. And so the energy of alignment in your business is what's going to convey, attract and magnetize people to your brand, right? We've all seen, you know, content that feels or looks really awkward or, you know, doesn't make sense, you know, given Uh the person delivering it. And, And there's an energy to that. This is not a condemnation of people that want to point and dance and lip sync. This is giving an alternative for individuals that that doesn't feel in alignment for, right? So if you love that and you want to do that, which by the way, I have nothing against, I was an NFL cheerleader. I love love dancing. I have no no bias. Like it's, it's not about that, right? It's about giving people the freedom 
to know that if that doesn't feel in alignment for you, you're not missing out. You're not, you're not out of the game. There is, there is an alternate pathway. That's number one. Number two is, is if that does feel in alignment for you, and if that is what you want to do, I would caution you to make sure that you're building your own unique brand in the way that you're approaching that uh, versus getting too heavily wrapped up in duplicating uh, other people's because it will be very difficult ultimately to create distinction for your brand that sustains in the long term if you are reliant on being a second best version of someone else. Mm. Okay. So, so a lot of the people... I could give specific examples, but I won't. But a lot of the people that specifically teach about following the trends uh, with these things came back earlier this year and said, you know, we just noticed a new trend. (laughs) And the new trend is that people are wanting original content. And I was like, new trend? I'm like, no, it it never changed. Like, we still want original content. We still want thoughtful content. Like, the whole idea of content originated from thought leadership. And Mm. thought leadership has really been, like, bastardized, right? Like, over the last, like, decade, thought leadership has just kind of um, imploded. Thought leadership initially was like, you're bringing this thoughtful, new approach, this this angle, you know, for for assessment, this, this, this piece to the market that provides a new perspective, a learning opportunity, a, a new way of, of looking at something, right? And, and then as content marketing became more and more popular, it became kind of this like check the box thing that everyone was doing and everyone's doing it in such high volume that they kind of forgot about the meaning and purpose behind it. But the more that you bring your content back to thought leadership, and legacy building, the easier it's going to be for you to sustain building a brand over the long term that's both distinct and original and kind of stands the test of time because you're not constantly fighting this battle of, oh my gosh, if you don't pivot soon enough, you're out of step. And now you're creating stuff that, you know, the time has already passed for that. It's it's kind of like that, that hamster wheel that I talked about earlier. So my whole thing is like, I like empowering people to build family first businesses. Like my family is my first priority above everything else. I retired my husband as soon as I was, you know, pregnant with Madison, even before I had her because we didn't want her to be in daycare. Like we're, we're a family first family. And I attract a lot of people that also want to build family first families, just where they can prioritize time with the people that they care about. And so I don't think building things in the business that require you to be on constantly and to be pivoting constantly and to be learning, you know, new tactics constantly. I I don't think that's sustainable long-term. Yeah. You know, I always look at things through the lens of like, you know, look at yourself 10 years from now, 15 years from now. I look at the the podcast that I create and the content that I'm creating today. And I think to myself, you know, this is stuff that I'll be proud of 
you know, when I'm 65, this is, this is stuff I'll be, you know, asking Madison, my daughter to listen to as she's building her career and, you know, creating her own business one day. So I think it's just, you know, it's just a a different perspective. And again, this isn't about right or wrong. It's about empowering people to pursue whatever path actually feels in alignment for them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the key. Mm. That is... Okay, I'm just overwhelmed. This is so, <laughs> this is so good. I, I, can we back up for a second though? Because I really want to get into conviction marketing because I feel like, I mean, it's going to full circle us a little bit. So could you just define what conviction marketing is? Conviction marketing is a go-to-market strategy that attracts, nurtures, and converts your ideal customers by leveraging your convictions. That's so good. Okay. I think in in what we're discussing, especially when it comes to content marketing, because it is, that is, you know, such a powerful tool for us entrepreneurs in the world today. The opportunity to bring our convictions, our our values, our information, our education, our whatnot to the table to get it in front of fresh people's eyes. It's an amazing opportunity. But like you've just been saying, Kelly, there's so much, I feel noise. Like even as you're talking, I'm thinking back to when I first started creating content on social media and really like getting into building my business and stuff. And there was not the chaos of like you're saying the trends and I must look this way or create this video or use this audio or anything like that, that that at least maybe I was totally ignorant of it. That was what back in like 2016, 2015, I was just didn't see it if there was there. But I feel like right now for entrepreneurs, there's so much noise. So do you have thoughts for someone who's listening to this, who's like, I want to get in alignment with my convictions, with what feels aligned for my brand and my messaging, but I feel so overwhelmed by everything around me. I don't even know what my convictions are. I don't even know what I would bring to the table. Do you have thoughts for that person who's like, help Kelly. <laughs> I have lots of thoughts for that. Okay. <laughs> well, first of all, I'll start by saying there's a lot of exercises in the book to walk you through this exact thing, because what you just described is the general state of the entire population, mm-hmm. overwhelmed by the noise to the point that you can't even think straight, yeah. right? That is like the general, like that's where people are at. So, so first of all, there are specific and key exercises in the book to walk you through that. But but just to give you something to go off of like right here, right now, you know, I, I think an action step is to spend less time on social media and to get off of all of the extra email lists of your competitors and, you know, stop, you know, looking at, at all these people's stories. Like you need to spend less time consuming and more time creating. Yeah. And one of the best things that I did for myself probably six, seven years ago now is I stopped really consuming any social media content. Uh, I don't spend very much time on social media at all. I focus my time on creation and I disengage from essentially all of my competitors because I did not want the content that I was creating or the programs that I was delivering to be influenced subconsciously by me absorbing the ideas of other people. I wanted to leverage my intuition, my knowledge, my expertise, what I was actually being called to channel instead of 
absorbing, consuming, swirling it all around, mixing it up, and then like regurgitating some some mixed up version of that. And I think that can happen subconsciously to any of us, right? I, I just I just yeah. think that's what happens. Like you're just surrounded by so much noise, right? So I, I think that um, one action step for everyone is to really go back and reevaluate. Uh, the amount of content that you're consuming, the amount of time that you're scrolling, the amount of time that you're spending on social media, and to readjust the amount of time that you're spending creating versus consuming. That's a huge, huge thing. Because it's it's impossible to get clarity from a place of intuition if you can't even hear yourself think, right? So good. Photographers, listen up. Do you struggle with editing in Lightroom? Are you confused as heck about organizing catalogs, backing up your images, calling takes you actual ages, and editing as a whole just leaves you feeling discouraged and frustrated and maybe bored too? If that is you, consider us a Santa on Christmas morning because we have a completely free Lightroom challenge for you that walks you through everything we just mentioned, including a bunch of tricks and hacks that make editing in Lightroom a million times easier and faster. The challenge includes five videos, roughly 30 to 50 minutes each, of Evie and I tackling some of the trickiest topics on editing and teaching you exactly how we use Lightroom to edit drool-worthy photos. We cover our favorite tools within Lightroom that will change your editing game, and we teach you how we import, cull, upload, backup, and catalog our photos in a way that is efficient, fast, and reliable. You don't want to miss this challenge, my friend. And if your editing needs a refresh and you just want to know how we edit our photos, this is the place to be. Sign up and join the challenge at theheartuniversity.com forward slash challenge. One more time, that's theheartuniversity.com forward slash challenge. And we can't wait to see you there. Do you feel like every time you send an email to an inquiring client, there's crickets? You're never getting clients to respond back to you and you're just sitting there like, what the heck am I doing wrong? Well, my friend, we're about to solve your problem full free. Did you know that the most important part of the very first email you send an inquiry is your pricing guide? (gasps) Yeah, it's true. (laughs) Yes, and your pricing guide should be an avalanche of professional excellence, details, problem solving, and information for your ideal client. They should walk away from that pricing guide asking, where the heck has this person been in my whole life? Now, if your pricing guide isn't leaving your clients in awe, then you need to change it. Now, we are about to help you do just that with our free guide, Seven Essentials to Include in Your Pricing Guide. If you are ready to level up and prove your value to your clients, you need this. Head to theheartuniversity.com forward slash guide dash freebie to snag it theheartuniversity.com forward slash guide dash freebie. Oh, okay. I love just even, you know, we, I think we've all, at least some of us have heard, you know, create more than you consume, but I love that you even gave the tangible, like unfollow your competitors or I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, should I start muting some of my competitors or, you know, like people that I would actually consider friends and there's no hard feelings, but in order to like really recenter, you know, so even muting and just keeping the noise to a minimum and staying Mm -hmm. off social media. I think it's very easy for creators. I cannot tell you how many students I coach who I will ask, they'll be like, I just don't have time to create reels. I don't have time to create content. I don't even know what to create. And I'm like, I want you to take a week and 
time how much you're actually scrolling social media. Because I guarantee, A, you do have time, but B, you're getting that sense of confusion because you're just scrolling for hours on end without ever actually taking the action of creating anything. So I love that you're like, get off of the scroll hole and start (laughs) actually, you know, creating based on what you want to create and what you want your audience to see and what feels true to you. So I love that. I feel like this conversation is getting me fired up. I know Lizzie too. (laughs) Yes. I had a question and this is a little bit different, but do you think that you like have to be the face of your company or, or your business? Is that essential to creating like conviction marketing? Like, does it have to almost be a personal brand? I guess is my question. That's a great question. I think that if you have an effective content strategy that it could be anyone, you know, I have uh, leaders on my team that have brands within our brand that both deliver and coach independently, you know, within our organization and sell independently um, within our organization. So, you know, I think if you have a content strategy that's done well, uh, I don't think that you necessarily need to be the face of the brand. I mean, look, if you if you look at a lot of these tech companies, um, you know, it's an animal that's a face of the brand, <laughs> or, it's a, or it's you know, or it's a it's a brand. It's not necessarily a person, um, but it's what does the brand stand for? Who are you? Why are you doing what you're doing? Like, what was the motivation? This is what I always say, you know, what motivation did you have knowing that you're throwing your hat in the ring with millions of other people that say they do what you do? There had to have been some motivation deep within you that made you believe that you could do better, you could do different, you could solve a key problem, you could make a difference. That was a compelling reason why you were crazy enough to start this business to begin with. Because otherwise, why would you put yourself through that? Knowing that there's millions of people online with zero barrier to entry that Mm -hmm. say they do exactly what you do. Mm, That's That's so so good. good. Like it's like go back to the to the heart of everything. Like go back to the heart of everything. Mm. And people think when I say conviction marketing, they're like, I don't want to talk about politics. I don't want to talk about my personal views. That's not what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what is the reason why your brand exists? Yeah. Yeah. Who are you? Who are you as an organization? Who are you as a business? Why, why did you put your your hat in the ring? Yeah. Like, what is, what's the mission, you know? And, and so for me, like, I'll give a great example. Like conviction marketing is a huge piece of my convictions. They have been a huge piece of my convictions since the day I started my business, which has always been about zig when everybody else zags. Mm-hmm. Don't follow the leader, be the leader, yeah. right? Don't, don't join the conversation already happening, start a new one, right? So, so that's a big piece of, of my conviction. My belief is that you were called to, to build this company, to build this dream, to deliver for people, to engage in a meaningful way. There's a why behind that. But if you hide behind the safety of creating and sharing things that just align with what everybody else is already doing and is already approved, how does that actually serve? How does that make a difference? Like what, yeah. what is that actually doing for you to exercise your highest calling and your unique purpose in the world? Mm, that's, that's such a good question to reflect on. I think my, my question off of that is for the listener out there who is 
almost afraid of other people's opinions and like afraid to stand alone, not even alone, just like stand in their own convictions and not follow the crowd. It's like when you're looking at other things in theory, you're like, oh, that works. I'll just do that because it'll be successful. But like for the person that's like scared to almost own their own story and their own convictions and, and uniqueness, like what would you say to that person who who is afraid to step out in that way? Yeah, that's so good. So there's a couple of things. Um, the first one is that, you know, other people's opinions have never paid anyone's bills, right? So that's, <laughs> that's really important. Like that. We all like to eat and have a safe place to sleep. So it's really important that uh, we're not getting overly concerned about the opinions of people that are not going to provide that for us. That's number one. But number two, and this is a really important one, right? Like I have people rip my stuff off all the time. I'll have people copy my branding. I have people copy my program. I have people copy, you know, my podcast. Like people, people do this copycat stuff to find safety. I understand why they do it, you know, to to find safety, to have a a path that they feel is kind of a pre-approved one that's going to get them a result. But the the unfortunate thing is that they are not you and you are not them. And so someone can steal the name of my program. They can steal my branding. They can even take my content and repurpose it. And what makes me millions of dollars might make them absolutely nothing. Yeah. Because energetically and intuitively and from a from a actual like purpose and and energetic standpoint, it, it's just not a match. Mm. And so you can take a viral post that one person did that has millions of likes and comments on it. And you can post the same exact thing on social media and get absolutely nothing. There's just yeah. an energy thing there. So you know, so not only do you kind of lose your your edge, your distinction, your differentiation by doing that, but there's also a very high probability that it won't get you anywhere. Mm, that's so true. I think even recognizing, you know, <laughs> it doesn't pay at the end. Don't try it. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something too to be said for like, like anything new, sometimes it takes practice. You know, if if you've been used to either running and hiding under your bed because everything feels so overwhelming and there's so much noise or trying to follow the trends and follow the leaders and follow, you know, everything that's already existing. It might take a little bit of time to really find your groove on what feels true to you and uh, to experiment with, does this feel aligned? Nope, that's that's not it. Okay, let me think about this. Does that feel, nope, that's not it. Like, I think there's also some grace in that period of really trying to uh, not follow the leader, but be the leader. And like, it, it requires some, some effort and some trial and error. Would you agree with that, Kelly? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, anything worth anything, <laughs> anything worth anything is, is, is time, it's energy, it's effort, it's, it's continuity over, over years, many times. I mean, I always say, you know, every overnight success is 15 years in the making, right? It's, it's just, there's, there's so much learning that goes into and comes through in the process of becoming. And I think that when we try to shortcut that process and we don't get the learning, we also can never make it to the outcome that we want. And I think a lot of people spend more time and energy trying to skip over the learning than they do the actual execution. And and that's where 
things really get off track because you need those learnings in order to manage, lead, succeed at the level that that you want to. Yeah. Mm. Oof, that's so good. I'm loving this conversation. Can I <laughs> can I ask you Kelly almost like pivoting a little bit? Can we talk about you said before, you know, people were paying more attention to like vanity metrics than to actual conversion. Um, can we talk about like followers and how I think it's very easy online to pay attention to those vanity metrics, whether it's followers, likes, views on your reels, whatever that is. And to think the more of those we have, the more successful we are. But like you said, that's often not even the case. So what would your biggest tip be for anyone with any type of following, whether it's super small or super big or anything in between, on how to convert those followers into actual sales? It's really knowing what leads to an outcome. I mean, it, it sounds so simple. I just, I, I almost don't even know what to say. I, you know, I think the biggest piece of advice that I give my clients all the time is I say, you know, I always make a joke and say, don't check the comments kind of thing. Um, <laughs> you know, like I, I, for the first, you know, I've been in business 10 years. Okay. And I, most of that time had a very, very small following. And then obviously, you know, over time that's, that's grown and, and, you know, expanded. But even now I spend almost no time on social media. And again, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. I want to be a creator that impacts people and, and creates positive outcomes, you know, in the world. And Mm -hmm. I think that the time that you spend obsessing over the number of likes or comments that you get is not time that productively moves you towards your goal. Mm -hmm. And you have to decide how you measure success. And that would be the number one thing. Like for everyone listening, I would write that down right now. How do you measure success? What does success look like to you? If you could wave a magic wand and, and achieve your ideal outcome, what would it be? If success is building a wildly profitable business, well, then you need to look at the number of people that are, you know, applying for conversations, consultations, buying from you, joining your programs. You know, you need to look at things that that move you towards that, right? If you're a content creator and your your only focus is literally to create engagement and you're going to get you know, sponsors, you know, just for your content and that is your product, well then great. Maybe your focus is on, you know, engagement and and number of fans and followers because that's actually, you know, what you're being paid to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so again, no right or wrong. This is a values discussion. It's yeah. a values discussion of no, uh, what do they say? To thine own self be true, mm-hmm. right? This is all about knowing yourself, What is actually important to you? And are you spending your mental load, your mindset, your energy, your time working on and managing to the things that are going to help you to accomplish that? Yes, I love, I love that. Earlier you had mentioned, I think kind of towards the beginning of our conversation, when we were talking about like the people who genuinely do feel more aligned in and being on social, creating content in the dancing monkey kind of way. <laughs> and then also the people that are like, are like, no, that's not 
a good, like, that's not my conviction. That's not good for me. You said there was another way. Obviously there's like probably multiple other ways than just, you know, Instagram or, or that. Could you give us or give our listeners just like an idea if, if being more, I guess, extroverted, maybe that's not even the word, but just like they are over all the trends, all of that. And they're just like searching for another way to successfully grow their business. Could you just give our listeners just like an idea of where to even start? Yeah. So what I teach in the book is the conviction marketing method. And that really comes down to understanding the three tiers that move people through your ecosystem from the the initial discovery awareness, you know, through that no like trust buy process. And it's understanding the three core types of content that people are typically going to consume on their way through your ecosystem that are going to lead them to become paying customers. And I break that out into three core categories, all of which are unbelievably simple and anybody can do starting right now, right? So Mm -hmm. the first is how-to content, the second is hope content, and the third is conviction-based content. And each of these three different types of content are really anchored into providing free, over-the-top value to someone that interfaces with your brand that makes them ask themselves the question, if this is what I'm getting from this person for free, what would the result be like if I were to begin paying them, right? So it's about creating content that enhances their life, that inspires them to action, that pours into educating and informing them and ultimately helps them see that whatever they've tried up until now that has not been successful, that there is a better or different way and that you are going to lead them through that process to achieve the outcome that they desire. And in the book, I really break down how to execute in each of these three categories, but none of it requires any type of like trending anything. It's the same type of content that was applicable 10 years ago when I started my business. It's the same type of content that I create up through and including today. And it's what anyone can do. But I think that, you know, and and what I walk through in the book is doing the exercises to identify your core stories, to identify your core convictions, to identify the core pieces of education that you want to convey that are going to place you in the market as category of one based on what you're teaching, how you're teaching it, and the outcome that people get. So it's really about taking a pause and actually returning to center and and getting clear on what do you want to be known for? What's the reputation that you want to precede you? And then reverse engineering all of your content to construct that persona in the market that ultimately leads to yielding the sales results that you want to achieve. Mm. Oof. Freaking good. I love that. <laughs> Lindsay, did you have something? No, that was, that was, okay. I, I'm just marinating. I'm marinating uh, uh, the whole time. <laughs> everything, everything that Kelly's talking about. <laughs> I love this. Kelly, for the listener who today is like, I, am ready to take this first step into conviction marketing. Is there one thing that you could give, like sit down today and write this down or think about this or answer this one question? Is there like one step for the listener who's like feeling all excited and 
clear and you're making sense to them and, and they're feeling a weight off their shoulders, is there like one thing that you would want our listeners to take away right now? Yeah, just sit down and write down the difference that you want to make in the world. Mm. And then go live and start talking about it. <laughs> we so forgot good. It. We You're forgot like simple it. as that. <laughs> yeah, we we forgot how simple it can be. And everything that I teach, you know, my my main thing above all else is that as a mentor, I think our number one job is to take complex things and make them simple. Yeah. Building a business can be unbelievably simple, but we make it complicated. And my job is to help people return to the basic essentials that just get it done and, and bring in the dollars and allow you to do it in a high integrity way. So what's the difference that you want to make? Go get out there and start talking about it. So oh, good. So good. Jinx. I love it. Again, we keep saying the same thing. Okay, that actually perfectly leads, leads into the last question. We always ask every guest this question. I'm assuming we probably asked you the first time you were on, but maybe you have a different answer. Maybe it's the same. I'm not sure. But what is the biggest lesson that you've learned overall in your 10 plus years in business? Patience. Mm. Oh, that spoke. Okay. <laughs> I needed that today. That's all I got. <laughs> I mean, that that is the lesson. That is the lesson, right? That's so mm. good. I, I love need that. that. I really <laughs> need that. Especially because like everybody I think is just like trying to gain overnight success. They're trying to like, again, comparison. They're seeing everybody else doing the thing and they're like, oh, I can do that just in like, you know, overnight in a day. Ah, uh, that's good. That's a word. Okay. <laughs> We're over here being convicted by Kelly's exactly. I love exactly. it. Kelly, for everyone who is listening to this, who is as obsessed with you as we are, where can they learn from you, buy your book, come follow you on social, join a program, anything like that? Where can people connect with you? Oh, you guys are so amazing. And I, I really appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. So I would say first and foremost, just come listen to the Kelly Road Show, 20 minute episodes. There's like over 800 episodes you can binge. It'll change your life. So Kelly Road Show is anywhere that you can find podcasts. That's number one. I would love if you guys came and said hello on Instagram. My handle is Kelly Roach Official. And uh, you can grab the book on my website, kellyroachcoaching.com or on Amazon Conviction Marketing. Awesome. I love it. Kelly, thank you so much for your time and your expertise. I know I got so much out of this episode and I am sure our listeners did as well. So thank you for just coming back on the show and dropping fire round two. Like, so Absolutely. good. Yeah, no, loved it. Okay, well, thank you guys so much for having me and I of hope course. everyone is excited to get their, their conviction marketing going out there. Oh, yes. We are. Thank you, Kelly. 